0: This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Hi, welcome to Breaking Bread. This is the show where we explore food through culture, conversations and a whole lot of curiosity. I'm your host, Lo Jun, a food writer and recipe developer from the Jun & Tonic blog. This week... We are going to be cooking up a dish in my kitchen And that dish is... Drumroll please A magical chocolate mousse Now, those of you who have worked with chocolate before will know the woes of working with chocolate Or, God forbid, tempering it But this recipe takes out all that finicky guesswork and The chocolate comes together in a smooth, rich mousse with just two ingredients. Chocolate and water. And that in itself makes this dish so mind-blowing and so magical. Because in culinary school, I was taught that you should never let chocolate come into contact with water. Otherwise, it will seize up and become really clumpy. And it will just spoil the smooth texture of the chocolate. But this recipe flips that rule right on its head and makes a really pure chocolate mousse. This technique has been used by chefs across the world, from Heston Blumenthal in the UK to Singapore's Janice Wong. And the first person who documented it, Herve this, is uh, one of the fathers of molecular gastronomy. So after reading all about it, I thought, I have to make this. And I did. And my mind was so blown the first time I made it, two years ago, and it still happens each time I make it. So for this episode, we'll start off with going through the recipe and method for it. I'll talk you through it in my kitchen. And then at the end, I'll also include a small segment explaining the science behind chocolate and why this mousse works. As usual, if you want to read or learn the recipe in full, in writing, you can find it on my blog at junantonic.com. That's J-U-N-A-N-D-T-O-N-I-C ccom Okay, onwards to the kitchen. Hello, hello. Testing. Cool. I'm in my kitchen again today and... I have a really special recipe for you guys. Now this one is from my blog archives and it's a really cool way of making chocolate mousse and it is literally the simplest recipe on my blog because there are only two ingredients here, just chocolate and perhaps surprisingly, water. Now usually when people make a chocolate mousse they'll add like cream and milk or even eggs to give it a richer more full flavor and texture but actually the science behind chocolate allows you to just use water to make a chocolate mousse i'll probably explain how this works scientifically after the recording like i'll add a bit at the end but for this recipe all you need are those two things just chocolate and water and well, technically, you can add a bit of your whatever flavorings you want. You can add like, say, some spices, some salt to give it a bit of saltiness, um, and you can even add like weird things like matcha powder or even some like raspberry puree or so whatever you want to flavor it with, really. But at its base, it's just chocolate and water. Now, the key here is to use really good quality chocolate, uh, as I've always espoused. And for this recipe, it will be especially important because there's nowhere for the chocolate to hide. It's just literally just there with the water. So use good quality chocolate, the kind that you will eat on its own, um, and you will come out with like a stellar mousse. So now let's get started with the recipe and method. So... What you need is just equal parts chocolate and water. So I'll weigh out my chocolate first. Now I'm using kind of like a mix here. Basically, I have a few chocolate uh, left over from uh, the past few times I've made some chocolate dishes, and so I have some baking chocolate from Ghirardelli, which is uh, it's an okay quality chocolate. Not like the best, but it's it's all right, and it tastes pretty standard on its own. But along with this, I will add to it a bit of uh, Valrhona chocolate, which is one of the top tier chocolates that a lot of uh, good bakeries and good pastry shops use out there. So the Valrhona chocolate that I'm using today uh, is a Guanaja. Uh, I think it's like a 74% if I'm not mistaken. So I'm just adding this into the Ghirardelli chocolate to give it a little bit more fruitiness, uh, a bit more body, and the chocolate flavor will really come through. So what you want to do is you weigh out your chocolate and then you chop it up into small kind of like thumb-sized pieces. So let me do that. Okay, then I'm just going to put both chocolates into a uh, glass bowl and you can weigh it out. Okay, so I have 150 grams of chocolate. So that means I'll need 150 grams of water. So let me go measure that. Okay, that's 150. And I'm going to put this water into a kettle to boil. Okay, so the water has just boiled, and we are going to add the water into the chocolate and whisk it until all the chocolate melts. Okay, I'm adding in the hot water. Okay, and now I'm going to whisk it. So it might seem really weird at first, it's like this uh, chocolatey soup. But bear with me, you'll see the fruits of our labour. Okay, so... Now, all the chocolate is melted. Make sure to scrape down the sides as well. Okay, now, you're going to get a bigger bowl, a bowl bigger than the one you have the chocolate in, and fill this bigger bowl with ice. I'm going to add a touch of water to this as well. And now we're going to take our bowl of chocolate and put it over this ice bath. And we're going to whisk. Okay? So what will happen as we're whisking is uh, after maybe like three to five minutes, as the chocolate cools down, it will harden and sort of come together. And this process will actually happen like Quite quickly, over the span of 10 seconds, it will suddenly turn from like quite liquid to like, oh, suddenly it gets harder and harder to whisk. So you got to be careful and be aware of uh, the state of your chocolate. So we're just going to whisk it and it will come together into a mousse-like texture. And when it happens, it will be a pretty magical moment. Um, Well, for me at least. I hope you find it magical as well. But the first time I made it, I was so mind blown by it. Uh, that this works. Um, but yeah, let's go ahead and whisk it. Now, the reason why I'm using a glass ball as well is because uh, glass is a bit more resistant to heat. So it won't suddenly all kind of turn cold and... Let's say if you use a metal bowl, the chocolate around the sides will like harden out really, really quickly while the chocolate in the middle still stays really liquid and molten. So with a glass vessel, the whole process happens at a slightly slower rate, so you have better control over it. So let's keep going. I'll probably uh, fast forward the audio here. Um, but after like two to three minutes, you'll feel like the uh, chocolate is starting to thicken up and you'll see it forming streaks along the side of the bowl. Uh, you don't have to whisk it super vigorously, but I guess the whisking kind of reminds me of uh, Dalgona coffee. Eh? Yeah, it's not as laborious as a Dalgona coffee because you don't have to whisk it as much, but just like keep it on a constant like stir just to even out the temperature of the chocolate. Okay, so now it's been four minutes of whisking, and I can definitely feel my chocolate becoming heavier and thicker. So you can see it kind of like holding itself. The when you stir it, the streaks still remain. So it's at this point where I'll transfer it into some bowls where you can just eat it straight out of the bowl, or you can chill it a bit in the fridge. But I think the mousse is done. Oh, it's looking glorious. Okay. Okay, so I got these small ceramic bowls and I'm just going to serve them in these bowls. Now be careful not to uh, let it sit in the ice bath for too long. Otherwise, it will harden up really quickly. But once you have it, you can kind of see the texture thickening up. You can take it out and put it into bowls. And you can pretty much eat this like straight out of the bowl, just right now. Um, I usually top it with a bit of uh, sea salt, just for some extra oomph, and, and I guess it looks a bit nice as well. And that's it. That's our chocolate mousse. Mm. Mm. I can eat this all day. <gasps> Okay, before I start um, going crazy over this bowl of chocolate mousse, I'll turn up the audio. So, have fun with it. And I hope you learn loads. See ya! Now, before we end the episode, for those culinary geeks among you, let's talk a bit about the science behind chocolate and why this mousse is just so magical. Now, first, what is chocolate made of? Your typical dark chocolate bar, be it Lind or Varona or even Hershey's, is made up of three main components. There's cocoa bean solids, sugar crystals, and cocoa butter. Just to be clear, milk chocolate and white chocolate have similar compositions, but with the addition of milk, solids, and extra things. But let's focus on dark chocolate for now for simplicity's sake, and also because it's my favourite of the three. But anyway, in dark chocolate, both in its solid and melted states, the cocoa butter acts like a glue or a vessel in which all the other ingredients are held in. It's kind of like the cake parts of a fruitcake, or for a more Malaysian analogy, it's like the bubur in a bubur cha-cha. Now that we know what chocolate is made of, here comes the second part. Now, despite chocolate's ability to melt into a liquid, it actually contains very little to no moisture. And when I say moisture, I mean water. So some literature considers chocolate to be dry. It's a weird concept, I know, but bear with me. But because of this low moisture content, when a little bit of water is added to melted chocolate all the water soluble compounds within the chocolate itself will be attracted to this newly introduced water. Harold McGee, who's a famous food writer and scientist, describes the water is acting like kind of a glue which pulls and separates the sugar and cocoa particles from the liquid cocoa butter itself and it will form clumps of syrup and solid cocoa and the chocolate itself will become this like icky split mess. Now, just with a bit of water, this clumping will happen pretty drastically. That's why in culinary school, we're told never to let chocolate come into contact with water. But when you add more water to this clumpy split chocolate, that's when the magic happens. Because with more water now, it will become a cohesive, homogeneous liquid again with just a bit of mixing. Now this happens because the water and cocoa butter can and will emulsify, kind of like in a mayonnaise. So molecularly, what's happening is these uh, cocoa solids and sugar crystals will just float within tiny droplets of equally dispersed water and cocoa butter molecules, giving you this really smooth texture. In other words, it's magic. Now that is it for this week's recipe i hope you found this really interesting and also easy to make and maybe just maybe it'll galvanize you into cooking if you'd like to read the full recipe you can find it on my blog at junantonic.com or you can also keep up to date with all the food things i do on instagram i'm at junantonic that's j-u-n dot a-n-d dot t-o-n-i-c and finally, to listen to more episodes of this show, you can find it on iTunes, Spotify, or visit the BFM website, www.bfm.my. I'm Jun, and you've been listening to Breaking Bread from BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.